Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear there, all black and brown and covered in hair. everyone, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast, and today I'm joined by Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I am at the Chikrin on Twitter. And Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And today's episode, we are going to do a discussion, a retrospective discussion of A Clash of Kings, as in our reread, we have actually finished the book. And so we're just going to take some time to talk about some of our general impressions and likes and dislikes of um of a clash of kings so are are we like picturing ourselves like in a really dark wooded library like we all have a pipe and like yes we're (laughs) leaning back and like wing back chairs kind of but also like a siskel and ebert type situation for some reason i also was picturing (laughs) but absolutely that's hilarious that you captured that because that yes wood paneled room 100 (laughs) percent um pipes optional um, so just, you know, I'm wondering in general, what book did you like more, A Game of Thrones or A Clash of Kings? And maybe why? I mean, A Game of Thrones. This is a hand down, hands down for me. Okay. Uh, That's easy. Yeah. And I, I think A Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's just the story moves so fast. Yeah. It's, I think this is a lot to get through. It feels like a, yeah. like a little bit of a slog to get through it. There's so much set up stuff, in this yeah. book. Yeah, there's so like much it's necessary. Like I get it, and there's good stuff in it, but it's like it's it feels more uh burdensome. <laughs> to get through yeah, it, to read it. Well, you're getting a setup for for Storm of Swords, and it's like it's good, it's great. Yeah. This this will all pay off. But you know, while you're in it, there are moments where you're just like, mm, I don't know if we need to know all of this. <laughs> um, you know, kind of on that topic, we have we have a few questions. We have a few questions in this um for this chapter and why ret why ret why ret sorry (laughs) on reddit says you know in my first read clash of kings was the book i found the hardest to read except for a dance with dragons Mm -hmm. even if some chapters in it are amongst my favorites i especially had a problem with the first part that i can't really explain did you feel this as well on this reread and if so how do you explain this so i don't you know is it just in that we are you know there's a finale like it's interesting in our last brand chapter um the panel touched on the idea that you know it kind of ends on a downer like Mm. it ends on destruction across the board for the most part and when you actually think of a Game of Thrones, like it kind of ends with two somewhat triumphant chapters. Like you have um, the King of the North chapter mm. with, you know, Rob being named the king. And it's a very like feel good ish yeah. thing. And All then right. you have Danny birthing the dragons. And so, you know, you end there kind of on a high note and then you get into Clash and the first part of it is it like doesn't build off of the high notes like oh Danny was on top of the world with dragons and then you see her in the Clash of Kings and she's like crossing the red waste and like her people are dying and she's miserable and you see Rob and it's like oh shit like he's you know the political things are all fucked up now um so like you immediately lose that like feel that good feeling and that might be a part of it um mm-hmm. and, you know for some people getting new point of views might be a part of it too since you get 
um, you get a lot of Theon in this book, and then you get a little bit of Davos, but they're both, I think, like fairly early on um, in the book. So I don't know if it's a combination of that or not. Yeah, well, and, you know, like the triumphs in Clash, like winning the Battle of the Blackwater any moment of triumph is immediately bled out of them. Cause it's like, you're not even sure whose side you're on in um, some ways with, with the Blackwater and, you and know, Davos seems so, dead and, yeah. and Tyrion's all, you know, torn Tyrion's up and a hero, but he's beat up and Sansa, you know, Oh, she's still, you know, she's still a prisoner basically. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And like, you know, what's Arya's big triumph? Well, it's tinged with some dark moments as well. And you know that she's, you know, probably out of the frying pan into the fire it's there just is not a lot and i mean look what's going on with bran he you know i mean like there's just not a lot every time there's a little moment of something in clash it always has a big downside i mean even like you know the interesting stuff with danny and like you know house of the undying well then her last chapter is like very full of of unknowns you know even though it's slightly you know you slightly get the hint that she might be going somewhere slightly better Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, John, you know, what is it? His last chapter is him. Is it him killing captured Thorne at that point? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so, yes. So everyone is kind of, you know, everyone's in a bad place. I mean, the only, like, honestly, at the end of Clash, who's like the happiest character? Jamie? <laughs> Probably. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he's barely even a character in Clash. Yes. Right, exactly. Like, and it's so wild to think about that. Like, it's just insane to me that we. It's the, he's not, you know, we're getting his chapters in the next book. It's just bizarre. And maybe that's yeah, but- part of the feels like, almost it feels like a new, because I guess you have this, like a high, then a low, and then you go you start to go up. And not that super good things happen, but it feels like a little more... I don't know, maybe it's action. I don't know what it is, but it feels like yeah. you sort of energized with the next you book, know, like when things when start happening. Of, you know, when I was thinking of questions for this episode, you know, I was kind of asking myself the same questions. And I... I feel like a Game of Thrones and a Clash of Kings are almost entirely different books with some of the same characters, though, because so much of a Clash of Kings is about setting up the supernatural lore. Mm. So like so much of Bran and the Reeds and Davos, I mean, that's so much of the book, especially in the way that we did our reread, since we had already read um, the Catelyn and Tyrion chapters, which have a lot of the political content. So I feel like this reread was almost more, you know, it felt much more, you know, Jon, Theon, Bran, like those characters that were a lot of um, a lot of the supernatural aspects of the story, which I kind of appreciated, actually, like I yeah, I liked that. Right, that is that. That's true because we're re- yeah, because we're not. I didn't, you know, I didn't read those chapters in between because we'd already done them. So I was like, yeah, it does change it a lot. That's true. Yeah. And then just um, more you know, there's, yeah. there's a question, you know, and obviously we get some other character introductions that are, you know, we get Melisandre, we get Stannis, we get um, Asha, we get Brienne, and you know, there's a question here from um, Wyrett, Wyrett, um other who says are there other characters whose introductions are as stunning as Brienne's in the melee chapter obviously I'm biased and Gwen's acting in this scene may bias me even further but still it's a striking moment we had no idea that she even existed and we're seeing her through Catelyn's amazement but she has already but she already has such a strong presence is there another character GRRM gave such a first apparition in the books hmm. I mean you I know, feel like Asha's chapter Asha's introduction in Theon's chapter, and then I think Oberyn's kind of introduction are pretty. Yeah. Yes, those are big. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I don't know that I don't know that we've published it yet, but actually, in 
in Danny's final class chapter, uh, Barristan's reintroduction is, mm-hmm. is, is a little Brienne like in that it is, it is definitely framed pretty heroically. Well, and I mean, not from a heroic perspective, but I think, you know, Jamie's reintroduction into the story in Kat's last chapter in A Clash of Kings is like phenomenal. Like he's been off yeah. the board for the entire book. Yeah. And when he comes back, it's just like, bam, like, holy shit, check out this guy. Like, I hope you didn't forget a- about me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so, I mean, I think, you know, Brienne's introduction is, is, it is, you know, like great. She's awesome. But I don't know, you know, I feel like the same about, I mean, actually Egret's introduction, like here's this yeah. like young wilding yeah. girl who's like brave as shit. And, you know, like she also gets like a really great introduction. Stannis think- doesn't, which is interesting. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I think well, I think with Brienne's, I think Brienne's, though, is like kind of unquestionably the most like there to make an impression on you about just what her prowess is as a fighter and like, you know, just the the absolute you know, brutally vicious way in which she's capable of winning this fight. I mean, like, it's pretty, in a way, it kind of does stand alone. Some other players, or, you know, some other characters have interesting introductions and eye-catching introductions. But, I mean, we are literally just seeing Brienne just (laughs) brutally fight her way single-handedly through that melee, and it is pretty goddamn impressive. It it might be unmatched. Well, I think we're met. We're obviously meant to really like her, you know, like some of the other introductions. And to be impressed. Like, more, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just in general, were there POVs that you um, that you enjoyed this time around um, more so than others? Um, what was your favorite one to follow through the story? Uh, I think, you know, I, I have such a soft spot for John anyway, but I just love John's story. And anytime I read it, I, I don't know why I've never done just a straight John mm-hmm. read through, but it's like, it's just, it's so good. And I, I think like, I as really it, love it. it sort of opens up, you know, get this idea of like a, you know, I'm not saying it'll be easy, but like a new adventure, you know, his new beginning, you know, when he, yeah, it's for this, you know, idea that he's trying to get information. It still feels like a new adventure he's about to embark on at the end. Like not quite as downtrodden yeah. as some of the other ones. What did you guys think of reading? I know we've read Sansa's chapters up and uh, starting in Storm, but you know, how did you enjoy Sansa's chapters in here? Since she was kind of the, she was you know one political point of view. Yeah, I think time. in a way, I think in a way, Sansa's chapters in Clash uh, benefited by not reading Tyrion's alongside them. Um, yeah, be honest, I like I, I did enjoy them a little more because you know I think it was really the only slice of King's Landing we were getting on yeah. this read through because like Clotho, I sometimes was listening to our our episodes on like the Tyrion and Cat chapters, but I wasn't, you know, like rereading them. Yeah, I probably should have listened to them. It would have helped me get a more full version our notes on it. But yeah, yeah. It, I I think it did let let Sansa's story shine a little more. And then I think oh go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, I I found hers like uh, Theon's are always hard, but I found her early in. I like Theon's oh, later chapters. God, Theon's chapters yeah, are hard. I like where he's going, you know, in the, I guess, you know, the last, 
when we see him last. But um, yeah, for the whole series. But these are hard. The Clash ones are hard. Uh, yeah, I think probably I think Sans the ends are. You know, it's Theon is maybe like the first POV that we get of someone that is it the first POV we get of someone we don't like. Oh, I mean, hmm. I feel like yeah. maybe it is. I mean, I don't know that you really dislike Theon when you get him. Right. You really dislike him after you get him. But, you know, I mean, like, I, did, I didn't actively hate Theon going into his POV, yeah. I don't think. I mean, I don't right. hate Theon. He's just, he makes you want to bang your head against a wall right. yeah. as soon as you get in his head. He's like the first anti-hero POV, if you will. Yeah. That's kind, yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's, it, you know feminist interpretation of Tyrion he's certainly an anti-hero at best but I feel like the you know mid-90s as he's written isn't necessarily meant to be that way I don't know at least in Clash by dance yes but yeah not in Clash so Theon is sort of that person in conflict with himself that we we don't get you know we get a lot of later in this you know later in the stories i mean that's like every pov but at this point yeah it doesn't really he he feels a little unique um i mean i i every reread i ever do i always enjoy brand more than i remember that i do and i just get angry at the foul show for sort of never giving that character the space that he needs because Mm. i guess actually you know what brand is a character in conflict with himself you just yeah you know absolutely and just like you know the yeah i mean i like him i like that supporting cast around him the you know the conflict of of you know the boy who's forced to be a man kind of early on in the chat early on in his chapters here you know as acting as the lord and then you know kind of what he has to do when theon when theon takes control and um and then just you know the supernatural aspects that you get introduced to like i like all i like all of it i like all of Prince chapters yeah it's wild story. that they didn't like take more advantage of you know the portrayal of his character when you know they if they knew the end game they should have uh, highlighted him a little more cuz he's definitely when I think about, you know, and I guess maybe that's in a, you know, when you guys think about like season yeah. two of the show versus the books, you know, yeah. for me, it's like Blackwater has such like the Battle of Blackwater is like, it feels like 80% of the season of the show, whereas, yeah. you yeah. know, it's yeah. much less in the books. Like, yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, it's it's leading up to there, but it doesn't feel as out. Like the other storylines don't feel as outweighed by them as they as they did on the show. And again, it's like you know I like the political stuff, but I I enjoyed like getting to dig into more of the supernatural in in Clash. Like I I liked that aspect of it a lot. Yeah, it's really interesting now that you said that about the way that we kind of unintentionally compartmentalized it. You are absolutely right. Yeah, I could see that now because I was thinking I was like, oh okay, yeah, that makes sense. I definitely would yeah. feel different if we if I had like sort of like. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have some favorite moments that from a clash of Kings? Um, God, I mean, obviously Brienne's introduction is up there, but I mean, we all know what our biases are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, cat's and then last chapter will always cat's be last chapter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, I did, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I love I love John's story in Clash, pretty much the whole thing. And then um, Arya. Arya's, Arya's story, I do love, too. And that's, you know, th- these are, these are like my, you know, when I think back to my first read, <laughs> my first attachments were really to John and Arya, mostly, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, those are my I, faves. You know, 
I like the moments where the I like the moments where the characters show like bravery, maybe when they don't have to or you didn't expect mm-hmm. to. So, you know, um what's who's the dude at Storm's End? Um, the castellan there that Oh, Crescent. Yeah. yeah the prologue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we're well, not the pro. Who's the oh, guy? oh, Mina Humphrey. Oh yeah, Humphrey. Um, oh god, that damn it. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, that okay. Like just his kind not of dragonstone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I like you know I really like Sansa. At, I like Sansa during like during the Battle of Blackwater. Like I like her personal like just like her strength of character all the way from mm-hmm. where she's in you know in the sept praying and you know kind of leading that along to like just the way she you know she is she's 12 like yeah. you know Help we keep saying that down. but she shows like such like strength of character and such like leadership ability honestly like she's wonderful and you know i love i love that for her <laughs> so i really like those moments too and just like the characters kind of rise to the moment i guess and like she really rises to the moment there um and you know so so does so does guy whose name I can't remember. Bless you. I can't. I and, call him Humphrey. He's not Humphrey. He's not Humphrey White stuff. Who is he? Who is he? Oh my god! I know that guy. I know his name. Yeah, I feel like it's I hate this. a C, but it's not Master Crescent. But like that guy. <laughs> and you know, that and I also, I mean, frankly, the whole chapter where Mel, where Dallas is growing Mel there. And they have that discussion about like good and evil, basically. Like, is really oh, yeah. Like, I like that, that like one. whole that whole chapter, and then the scene of her giving birth is really fun. So, yeah, I'm. I found like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of good moments, and I, you know, I didn't really find like the Blackwood battle moments to be like particularly exciting to me, but I, I never would. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten how the show did this this season. But, yeah, they really did focus on the Blackwater. I mean, the Blackwater is a big deal, too. I mean, when you're reading Tyrion's POV, it's, it is a, a bigger, a much yeah. bigger deal. Well, like the whole plan, I find like the planning for it kind of interesting. Like, you know, you, you're not like given, you're kind of given hints maybe as to what he's doing, but there's never like an outright, and here's the battle plan kind of, um, kind of thing either. So it, it is really interesting. I mean, cats chapters, I find devastating in this book, like even more so yes. than in a storm, like obviously more yes. so than in a storm of swords. Like it's just so like yeah. just the unraveling of everything. Well, it's like her. you've lost your husband and now you've lost two of your children who you feel like you abandoned. And hey. you know, your son that and you know your other children you are being asked to basically give up on and then your one child you have yeah. left like everything's getting, you know, everything's starting to unravel a bit for him. And yeah, just you know, hers are hers are really like really sad to me. Um, like her last, as much as like I enjoy her conversation with Jamie in her last chapter, her conversation or lack thereof with Brienne before that happens is, yeah. is horrible. Yeah. yeah. Okay, like, I looked it know, up. Yeah. It's uh, Courtney Penrose. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Could remember. Yes. I, can't believe, I couldn't remember. God yeah. damn it. That guy. Was awesome. <laughs> oh, God. That guy. <laughs> um, there's a really interesting question from Buck O'Hare who who asks. Um, was this the last chance George had to keep A Song of Ice and Fire to a trilogy? Or had he not <laughs> himself to do a few more books? Which Gosh. I thought, this is a great question. Um, 
It's, it so is. Funny. There's no question. This is when George started to fucking blow it out. Like yeah. this is the right you know, here. He could have had Danny come to Westeros. You know, we don't like yep. you said. We don't know where she's going at the end. So like that could have happened. But it's like the northern yeah. shit. No, nope. Like yep. you know, he is. There's no way to make. And you know, he has Winterfell kind of in ruins. Like it's open for occupation and everything. So like. You could have right. like, the others coming in book three, but they're just too, like, you'd need them to be further along, I think, in book I two. I know, it so feels like you need at least two like, more books. You need at least yeah. two more books to tie it off. But at least. You know, <laughs> what's funny about this is, of course, we always record two or three episodes at a time, usually three, and we are going to record our first Storm of Swords <laughs> chapter after this. And I actually read, there, George puts a foreword in a Storm of Swords about the fact that POVs oh. are not concurrent, and he actually talks talks about how many of the POVs are actually happen that you first get in a storm of swords are actually happening while a clash oh, of Kings is still before. going. And I go, okay. Oh, this oh, is the first yeah. time that his editors made him pull chapters. They were probably supposed to be. In clash. Oh, but I was like, this is the first time he went over. Oh, so they took about, he's just like, oh, okay, well they're going to the next book. Oh, That's reading, reading between the lines. Sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, Presumably, then we think like Sam was supposed to be a POV in a in Clash, which would make sense. Like probably, you know, a couple POV chapters that that would set that, up that like, would have yeah the others like marching on the wall at yeah. the end of Clash, which then you know yeah if you've got Danny coming north and the others coming south and everything right. in the middle gone to shit, okay, it'd be one hell of a big book, but you know maybe <laughs> <laughs> you have every other you know you don't have yeah I mean. <laughs> I guess it just seems oh, impossible God, to George. share. <laughs> Gosh, um, you know, was there something on this read? Like, was there a particular POV or chapter even that you um, maybe thought of more fondly before that when you revisited it, you had different feelings about this time around? Oh, um, you know, like I, I remember just having strange feelings about the house of the undying chapter. Cause it's like, I, I full disclosure when I do reread, I often like skim or don't read most of mm. Danny's chapters. And um, I had forgotten the way that, you know, like it feels like her story is so, you know, disjointed and it's kind of like personally, you're like, she's really getting cultish in the beginning of this book. And then you end up with house of the undying where there is just so much information crammed into what is a fairly small chapter. And it's just like, you know, I, I always had thought of it as a, as a big and interesting chapter, but I'm always like, now I'm it's almost now like, what was he chapter. doing? Why did he do it that way? Like, why is it all? <laughs> why is there so much in one chat? Like, I don't know. He has opportunities to have her have like prophecies revealed more slowly. I'm like, why didn't he find a way to parse some of this? I, I, I don't know. I think I, I, he had her storyline for several books done, and it was just like the combining oh. it with everything else. So like, because her storyline oh. is tight until you know until the end of a storm of swords like it feels pretty pretty tight and like like he had it all figured out <laughs> so well he certainly didn't have the bloat with her in this book at all um yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't know i th- but reading it i was just like why why did why did you drop all this in one chapter it's like it's so much it's like you almost can't even take it all in when you really think about it yeah it's and it's such a um it is like it's a really short chapter it's like short in our brains it's like this long but no it is oh like yeah a tight little 
tight little few pages because, you know, half of it is before and after. So, like, her actual yeah. time in the house of Undying, like, pretty small. Yes. Anyway, that's one That's one that I, I, I kind of had to reassess on this reread. Yeah, kind of um, like, um, go ahead. I would say, like, overall, like, I, I don't know if there's specific chapters, but I think I felt more of a connection and more of, like, a, a empathy for Arya, this reread, and then kind of, like, it would be less, which, from what I remember of the t- probably, like, Tyrion chapters, be, like, think less of them this time around. So it's kind of... So it was interesting just to feel like just overall impressions that I got of characters uh-huh. um definitely got found area more. It was probably just my own personal, you know, for whatever reason I had more empathy for her, just kind of understood her a little bit better. I was like, okay, this makes a little more sense. Um, cause I'd kind of, not that I disliked her, but it kind of, uh, she wasn't my favorite before. She's not my favorite now, but I liked her more this time around. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was an Well, she gets to be a little... You know, you, I think you see a lot more from her. Like, she makes yeah. a big impression in a Game of Thrones, but she's kind of out of the picture for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't see her, you know, you she kind of reappears when Ned's executed. Like, you haven't seen her for quite a while, right, if I recall. Right. So, you know, she's kind of off the page. Yeah. And it, it I, is interesting know, how he sets them up, like how he orders them. Yeah. Or, you yeah. or just... You know, I think that with, you know, with Jamie a lot, how he's off the page for, you know, most of the Game of Thrones and almost virtually all of the Clash of Kings and yeah. just, um, you know, being like hidden from view and, and set up and, you know, the kind of the same with, with Arya at the end of, you know, the end of a Game, a game of Thrones and, you know, who else, you know, who else knows who he's doing that with now, you know? Oh, that's um, true. That's kind of, you know, know. Who knows? He doesn't know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like, you know, as something of a Sansa fan, that la- the Sansa Hound chapter, I still fucking love that shit. I can't help it. The heart <laughs> wants what it wants. Like, that chapter is still, like, that scene is still great. Like, it's creepy and wonder. Oh, I just love it. So, <laughs> I could reread that all the time, and I'm never going to not like it. Sorry. <laughs> so. And that is your right. Yeah, that's my, you know, my problematic, my problematic phase, I guess. Um, You know, is there any, you know, just, is there any character that you would have liked to have seen more of in A Clash of Kings? Like, is Yeah, Davos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that too, yeah. Yeah, I, I am a big, like, you know, the longer I go on as a, a Song of Ice and Fire fan, the more rereads I do, the more I've liked Davos. And it's just every read I like it more. Mm-hmm. And I wish there was more of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have, you know, Davos would have been someone that would have been interesting to see in a Game of Thrones. Um, Just like what, yes. was, as much as Stannis would have been too, like just to yes. see what they were doing. Um, that would be like the one expansion of of like the world at that point that I think would have been interesting would have been to see I agree. Um, Stannis prior to you know Stannis existing in the same world as Ned basically yeah um yeah. would have been fun so any other you know general comments or or thoughts around around this book uh I mean Theon was harder than ever this time yeah. Yeah. this was my this was my toughest time with Clash Theon I mean. I've never been, I've never not had issues with Theon. I mean, it was always kind of a mixed bag with him, but this, this read was especially kind of tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like at the same time, like we're complaining about things, but it's like without these elements of the story, you right. don't get the fucking payoff after payoff situation that you get in yeah. Storm of, or yeah. your 
Storm of Swords, you know? So, like, you got to have it. Yeah, and I think that's okay to acknowledge that, that it's like, you, you know, you don't have to, like, it's like any, like, art that you consume, it doesn't have to always be enjoyable. It's like, okay, it's needed, yeah. and it was good, and we could say, oh, these were, it was well-written. Well, but yeah, but it doesn't like have to make you chapter, feel like... You know, the chapter where they're hunting the boys, like, we don't see what happens with the Miller's son, so we, we don't uh, get yeah. to see that on right. screen. Yeah. So that chapter is unambiguously hilarious just because of Lewin having, like, yes. the time of his life during that chapter. So, I mean, there's some parts of, like, the Theon that are kind of, well, I mean, even his, his chapters on the Iron Islands are kind of funny. Um, so there is yeah. some... <laughs> Like, I wouldn't call it light. Like, it's not light at all, but there is some, um, you know, some enjoyment to be had, I think. There <laughs> is entertainment. What, There's entertainment like, yeah. there, yes. Entertainment is the right word. That's yes. why you need some of these, like, that's why it feels like when you jump into Storm and getting Jamie's point, you just need some of that, like, like sharp wit. I don't know. There's, like, something there that's, like, you know, you need a little bit of that spark of these things that show up in bits and pieces. But uh, Well, yeah, because yeah. it's, like, George does not, like oh like most of his POVs are not particularly sharp. That's yeah, what makes yeah, like the yeah. Lannisters stand mm-hmm. out is right, that they are like right. very sharp compared to <laughs> many of the other POV characters. And not like the other ones are dumb. It's just But it could be frustrating. Yeah, you could be like, okay, well you, know, you just want to shake people. Right. But yeah. <laughs> well and they're quick in their words and they're yeah. you know, so they are like a little bit more you know, a little bit more fun to read whether they're being right or not, that's a, yeah, the fun part yeah that's what it is right. yeah, 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 yeah. whereas like danny <laughs> you know and i'm i'm the biggest danny fan on the podcast she's yeah. not fun or quick yeah you know like yeah, she's never that you know yeah. and you know other characters are never you know are never like that so it's just kind of a breath of fresh you know there's like very few characters who are you know have a wit about them um you yeah. know john does a tiny bit <laughs> yeah john is way more yeah john is like way yeah. more like it, it's so much better in the book you know it's just yeah 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 i think i think john impressions got colored by the show where you know what's his face was just so fucking eh, all the oh, time and, the, and then what, the Packers, the or, Packers played in London today, so they were showing random <laughs> British celebrities in the stands, oh, like Idris Elba, but Kit Harrington also. I'm like, oh, Jon Snow! Forever. Forever, yeah. So. Well, forever since he's literally trying to start a TV show called Jon Snow, apparently. <laughs> I saw What's happening? I don't know. I don't know. God <laughs> fucking knows what's happening. Cats and dogs living together, chaos everywhere. Yeah. Um. Any other thoughts on this chapter before we move on to a storm of swords, or on this book rather? Before we I move mean, on to a storm of swords, we did it. We read a whole book. That's a pretty yeah. big deal. I know. We read a whole book, guys. <laughs> I should say we podcasted about a whole podcasted book of a song of ice. Yeah, that's Fire. a long. Yeah, it's a big commitment. <laughs> I want you to know. I want you to know when we started this reread, we were like, "Well, what we'll, we'll maybe get into Clash, and then Shirley George will get wins uh, out." Oh gosh! I mean, we're gonna finish a Storm of Swords. Just well, yeah, yeah. We're gonna finish <laughs> everything. Problem. Yeah, I'm yeah. really looking so forward to. Sto- yeah, Storm will be a good. I am too. Yeah. I am too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, um, if you have questions, as as we said, we'll be um, we'll be starting up a Storm of Swords. So um, be looking for calls to calls for questions or. Um, contact us if you have questions about a cu- upcoming A Storm of Swords chapters. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Door Podcast. You can email us at close the door end at Gmail. You can find us on the Jamie and Brienne subreddit. Um, 
if you know listen like review our podcast on google play apple podcasts um, wherever you listen to your podcast and you can support us at close the door on podbean and with that ladies i am closing the door get out <laughs> <laughs>